0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinsic, powered by Bet Do you count me down? Oh, shit. I forgot. This is going to be my favorite bit. All right. Three, two.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, you ready to put a bow on the NFC North? We're yeah, it's nice to get gonna, back
0: together and talk Green Bay. So yeah, if you're we got, watching this live, it's going to be weird.
1: Uh, you'll never guess the last team that we're going to handicap. It is the perennial champs of the Norse, the Green Bay Packers. Um, two-time MVP now. Two-time returning MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we are going to learn – question true, true or false, we're going to learn something about Aaron Rodgers this season.
0: Yeah, we're going to try to figure out that tattoo, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, twenty twenty one for the Packers, 13-3. Lafleur, another division title in this cap, another MVP for Rodgers. And then they go out and put up 10 bleeping points in the playoffs. And oh, do not win God. I mean, all things do considered. Do you want to start there? Yeah, if, if I'm – no, that's – I don't think there's a lot to talk about in the 2021 season outside of okay. that. Like, what else, everything else kind of went to plan, didn't it, True. Like, Adams yes. was amazing. He caught a lot of touchdowns. Rodgers got him there when he needed to. They coasted to a division title. They fought at the end, and they got their bye. They got the one seed. They lost a home game by scoring 10 points. And Lafleur seems to be a different coach in the playoffs, which is a problem. Because this team likely underachieved. This team, th- the way this team was set up on offense and defense, this team could have beat anyone in the league. Like this team, their ceiling last year was absolutely a Super Bowl title. Just having Rodgers and Adams and the defense playing at, at, at even the above average level, I think we saw. Like that team can beat the Rams. It can beat the bucks. It could have, should have beat the Niners. Like that team should have been and it was it was the number one seed they should have been able to at least have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl and I don't know if they beat the Bengals or the if they're up against the Bills I'd have still made them a dog. Same thing with the Chiefs, but they're not a big dog, chip chip, chair and a chance. So scoring ten points and losing to the Niners at home massive 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 disappointment if you're a packers fan you can't even be excited about the mvp or the one seed or any of that that was a horrible way to end your season
1: so and
0: that window is fucking closing
1: six months have passed and i am not over that game even remotely that was the it softest that was, the, sense that was the that was the putting softest performance in a playoff setting that I can remember from a team that played as well in the regular season as the Packers. Um, I actually can't even remember like another playoff performance home playoff game. That was that soft. The conditions were your, your conditions. It was freezing cold, blowing snow. Your team was hosting a team from the, the, you know, the the Bay area and you got out physical in your own house. By Do you remember a team how much San Fran scored? Had... <clears throat> I think their offense scored what six
0: points. That was a bit of a there trick a... question. You got ahead yeah, of it. Yeah, offense actually. scored six. The yeah, no, it was it was special teams problems. I didn't. It was a that ten a ten
1: point swing, a ten point swing due to special teams. But you know what?
0: Yeah. But it yeah, should not, the Niners, it should the not
1: have come down to special teams?
0: No, th- so the Niners no did virtually nothing on offense. Virtually not the Niners, the Niners were gifted some things on special teams, but after all that was said and done, the Packers offense absolutely was a massive letdown putting up 10 points at home like massive. that. Massive.
1: Like all time bad. And it like I try I'm trying not to read too much into it. I'm trying to kind of be like, hey, everybody sometimes has a stink, you know, they come out and they give you a stinker. Like it happens. Like, the playoff pressure was real. Rodgers knew he had his second MVP wrapped up, and pressure was real for him to make a run. The rest of the NFC was wide open. They were huge favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Um, But, yeah, god damn, that was such a soft performance. And you're right, Lafleur called the game poorly. I thought he called the game extremely poorly, frankly. Yeah, it was
0: like a perfect storm of that and the special team screw-ups. And yeah. then just, I, I mean, I don't even want to blame the offense as much as I should blame Lafleur for calling some of the offense, but the offense still did let down. It was,
1: yeah, and honestly, like, something. they were making it hard on themselves. Period. That whole game, and like, I look back at, uh, the, like, I'll ne- I don't think I'll ever, as long as Lafleur is a coach, I'm not going to forget this. But he comes out of the halftime and does the sideline interview. I don't think I've ever gleaned a piece of information from a sideline interview ever. And usually we're doing the halftime show. So I'm not even listening to them because it's that useless. Yep. But I happened to be stuck in a shit traffic accident trying to get back home to do the halftime show. And I was watching and streaming on my phone sitting there on the freeway. And LaFleur talking to the halftime reporter was basically like, No, everything's fine. Like now yeah, we don't we don't need any adjustments. Like this is going great, and it was like, what game did you watch, man? What half of football were you watching? <laughs> like your your opening script got you a, it you know got you a score, and then you did jack squat. That against- that's the other,
0: that's the other part of that. Like right off the bat, it looked like the game we thought we were going to get. Like oh, oh this, first drive, no is, doubt. Boom. Yeah, the offense is crisp. Yeah, we're going to be just fine. They're probably going to put up twenty eight and. I'll be damn sure the 49ers are not getting to, I mean, 20. So I I just felt like Jimmy Jimmy had a a broken shoulder and thumb Yeah, and he's out there in 10 degrees,
1: windy, blowing snow, and you couldn't get a win. You couldn't score enough points to beat that offense that day. Like that was, it was such a blip. It happened on a Saturday night and then the Sunday games were so fucking good. Those yeah. Sunday games were it, it so got lost good, a little, didn't it? it completely wiped it off the map. Completely. You think we're anyone was talking the, about anything besides the floor? Yeah, Bills, Bills Chiefs completely, completely oh masked, completely masked the playoff failure that was the Green Bay Packers end of their season last year. Yeah,
0: that how was good were the playoffs last year. They were really not. fucking good.
1: They were really good. But that that game was not. Wow. especially from the Packers. And like, it like, it was so bad that you were, I was kind of reading into it at the moment. Like, like, is Aaron Rodgers really done here? Is he done? Like, was this like a, some weird passive aggressive performance from him? Like he just wasn't, he was like, fine, you're going to call a bad game. I'm just going to let it happen. Like it kind of felt like that to a degree, which is insane to say, <laughs> like but a like, child. yeah, it, it, it felt childish in some of the stuff that was going on because like, no, you're, a, you're not, we are not off base there. A quarterback with as much experience and as good as Aaron Rodgers is because he don't make no mistake, he is all time great at passing the football. And he was out there with an offensive unit that had some real like, like really, really torch you skill position players. And. He didn't make any adjustments. He wasn't making changes at the line of scrimmage and checking into good things. He wasn't adding extra protection because that was one of the bigger things in the game. The Niners just bringing wave after wave of guys, and all every single play call was like, "Hey, um, we're gonna have a play that takes seven seconds to develop. We're gonna send you know Valdez Scantling on uh, a deep cross, and you're gonna have to hit him 35 yards down the field in blowing wind." Like it, like they didn't push the easy button once that whole game, and it was mind mind bendingly stupid. Um, they get that huge big play at the end of the first half with the home run to Aaron Jones. I, did they? And they didn't score anything. I don't think. Like they missed the field goal ultimately on that draft. I'm going from memory here, but that was as phenomenal a playoff failure as I can remember. It was soft as shit too, and ultimately a lot of the Packers losses the last two years or. Whatever were just soft they were just soft and it's insane to be anyway analytically minded about the nfl but have that kind of a take but it that's just where they were like that game against the colts the previous season where they just just went into the dome and just softed up gave up that soft ass fumble on you know to to end to ice things for the colts at the end of that one uh like they just have those characteristic moments where they just look lost and weak and stupid and terrible and they did it in the playoffs last year and they did it a couple other times too and I don't really know how you fix that and make yourself a playoff contender uh, in one offseason considering the they didn't really turn over much of the roster but it was a weird year for the Packers last year the Aaron Rodgers drama was bizarre he missed a game because of COVID turned he lied about getting vaxxed uh all kinds of crazy shit was going on they had all the whole last dance thing this is gonna be my last year with Devonte adams last time we're going me and you yeah. like scotty and jordan and then he gets he cashes in with the all-time payday and lets Devonte adams take a hike because there's not enough money for both of us sorry buddy like like just i think aaron Rodgers is not a good leader i think he's not a good probably not a good teammate And I think LaFleur does not have the gravitas to go head to head with a player like that in the locker room and tell him how it ought to be. And even if LaFleur did have that gravitas, I'm not sure he has the right vision. I'm not sure he really knows the right way to build uh, a Super Bowl contending team, considering he had input on the draft decisions like Jordan Love and AJ Dillon and you know continuing to build on the defensive side of the ball here um it's just a weird scene weird scene in green bay i don't really know how else to characterize it
0: yeah let's uh so into 2022 not a ton has changed but we are missing i don't know your second best player in one of your most important positional groups, but we did add (laughs) Sammy Watkins. So there's that. I don't know. Sammy Watkins has been great for like the first two weeks of the season in fantasy for five years. And then he just disappears or gets hurt. But um, yeah, you said we're going to learn something about Rogers and this is probably why I'm staying away from a lot of green Bay stuff early on. Uh, You either have to be confident enough that you know something the market doesn't to bet or actually know something the market doesn't. And I think if you're going to say there's big edges for Green Bay, you're going to you're essentially saying Rogers is going to be fine with no matter who splits out wide. And we've seen it's it is it's tough with just Adams and, you know, other guys. If few just who's that guy? that's been difficult enough. And Adams was, you know, a, he was great enough to elevate the offense just by himself. Cause he's that fucking good. But when you don't have a number one, a clear number one at all, and you bring in Sammy Watkins as a replacement and you don't draft any receivers high, I, I again, it's like they're just messing with Rogers. Oh, you took the money. You were gonna do it again. Like it's the goofy meme. <laughs> I'm gonna do it again. I'm not gonna draft <laughs> any. There's some. Oh, there's a bunch of receivers. Like, what what mock did you see that didn't have the Packers taking like the fourth best receiver? Like they all did. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was one.
0: Yeah, the, the box. Every box was a little different. Once you get down that far, they do tend to deviate quite a bit. But they almost all had receivers going. To Green Dotson,
1: Bay and, great spot for Dotson. Dotson Olave, Dotson, what, Dotson. what a spot for Olave. Dotson, uh, was like, a oh, you would be, one. Yeah, yep. They're gonna they're gonna reach for Watson there, or, or sky, that was Sky Moore. Sky you know, every, Moore, every everybody, everybody. Um, Okay. <clears throat> I. Quay Walker, yeah, Quay Walker, it, yeah, Quay Walker made us money. We got this the Quay is... Walker over under. Yeah, Quay Walker was a great choice. <laughs> absolutely the best pick <laughs> to of the be draft. a good,
0: good call on that. Not the best. I'd not the best,
1: the... not the best pick of the draft, but a top three pick in the draft, surely. It
0: was, yeah, yeah It was up there with Stingley and Walker absolutely.
1: for me. <laughs> absolutely. Um <laughs> uh, the uh the general and I hate to be I hate to I hate, hate, hate when we're stuck doing this where we have to kind of navel gaze about narrative bullshit but we do like there was clearly something that motivated Rodgers the last two seasons that got him to the MVP level that he just did not have the previous years do you agree or disagree
0: yeah no i mean he was
1: do you want to cl- quantify it as do you want to quantify it as spite was it a spite move was he just being spiteful because of the decisions in the draft and free agency process yeah
0: was there was there some like bulletin board material where it's like roger's parents say he'll never win the mvp
1: again (laughs) yeah right like like was it out of spite that he was that he was just performing better he's a
0: weird like he's a weird dude again like i don't think he'd be a good hang like i I think he is probably he's i think maybe you can say good leader shitty teammate i I think he's still a a decent leader at times but yeah I, i wouldn't I don't know if I'd want to like party with this guy. So and, no, and that's weird. where that and that's why yeah. and Wilkman brings this up. If it was spite, would he still be the in Green Bay? That's what didn't jive with this whole thing. It's well, like, so that's so was then the then money the, good enough or he just said that's to hell the, with it? That's it.
1: That's the next question. So if it wasn't spite, if he stayed in Green Bay, if he doesn't walk away from being quarterback at all, then it was about the money ultimately. He wanted Which to pay. MV, MVPs he will help your check. case
0: when you're when you're negotiating.
1: Of course. So it was basically like, but but so we can kind of actually, I think, combine those two, right? Like it was literally like, well, if I'm not gonna get the help I need to win a championship and go out a John Elway, then I'm at least going to win some spite MVPs and get one last massive payday out of this. Spite VP. And so, he gets two spite BPs. He gets the all time contract compensation. It was good. What's what's motivating him this year?
0: You know, <laughs> here, look, look. <laughs> all right. Starting right now, it's opposite day. Okay. So I'm just gonna say things that I think are funny. That I don't know other quarterbacks. You could make a case for this actually being a thing, but like proving he can do it with less lesser wide receivers making, wanting to make these wide receivers better for their own personal gain, doing it for the team and the fans. (laughs) Like these are just, these are not things that I associate with him, especially again, you nailed it. That's kind of where I was headed to. It's like, if he didn't do this and want out of green Bay, did he just do it to, yeah, to get the big contract? It kind of feels that way. And everything he's, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth in some of these interviews, and we saw he's kind of yeah. a shitty dude at times. And, and again, he's still his ceiling is still to be the best quarterback in the league yeah. at any given you, any given game.
1: You know who had a roster and uh, an opportunity to walk away from the Packers and really give them the FU moment? Like the way that Tom Brady did with the Bucs or the way Peyton Manning did with the Broncos, it was the Broncos. They hired his offensive coordinator. And they desperately needed a quarterback to plug into that system. He and could that have felt like that was happening. It felt like that was happening, and ultimately it did not. But at the, so it kind of leaves me wondering what in the world motivates Rodgers to elevate his performance again for a third straight season on a team that doesn't have a premier wideout. Like he's going to have to do even more. Really this year to measure up to what he did last year in terms of statistical performance. True or false. He's going to have to do more himself.
0: If you got a big raise at work, Drew, And then you just stopped doing everything. You stopped replying to emails. Full on. You Peter stopped, fo- Yeah. Just like, yeah. Eventually <laughs> you'd get shit canned. They'd be like, true. What, what's happening? Like we, we have to talk. Like, we're, you're, are you fully vested? What's going on? And at that point, like, but it feels personal. Gift. Yeah, <laughs> It's with a with a. It, I'm not saying like Rogers is going to tank the season, but if he plays at like 70 of his best, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, we got to start Jordan Love this week. No, like he's no, not going to lose no, his no. gig. He can he can coast this out. So yeah, this is where again I'm very much out on deciding what i'm doing with the packers because i don't know his motivation and even if he is motivated i don't know if it works without having good receivers so this team is yeah again i'm getting to that attack plan too early this team may be an under team oh if yeah. this offense yeah, yeah. does not work out and they're like oh but aaron Rodgers is on that team and the other team's pretty good on offense no, 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 no. Like. No, hey, I, he- this, I will go. I will. Is good.
1: I will go much, much more declaratively on this. If the Packers reach their potential that the market has set for them, if they hit that bar this season, it is one hundred percent because the defense was elite and had very little to do with what Aaron Rodgers brought to the table. I feel strongly about that because yeah, you you'd get baseline you baseline performance you, you, out Rodgers. Yeah, you you set up the he only gives you seventy percent. And oh, by the way, like if this offense is sucking, if you know things aren't going well, if the defense isn't quite as good as we think it's going to be, and they're losing games, like it's not going to take long for him to have more fun doing the Pat McAfee show interviews than he is going to be suiting up for Sunday. So there'll be some, there'll certainly be some internal strife in terms of where is you know where his efforts are really kind of you know where, where he's working the hardest. But even if he does give you exactly the level of performance of last year without Devonte Adams on the field for them. Like, it's just not going to be as good. It's not going to look as, it's not going to be as elite an offense. Um, and so, I you know, I really think the Packers are going to need to find ways to win the game like they lost last year against San Francisco. They're going to need to find ways to score 20 in a game where their defense is holding the opposing offense to six points. But they couldn't even do it last year when it mattered the most. So why are they going to do it this year without Devontae Adams?
0: Yeah. Um, are we out on the Packers? Kind of. All right, let, let's 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 take an a, absolute hard Zach Morris timeout. Audience sure. can't see us at this point. We're having a production meeting. Okay. What, like, taking everything we said about the other three teams in this division, and if you haven't listened to those, stop this podcast now and go listen to those. Like, who wins? If the Packers take a step back, let's say they lose one game, they still beat the Bears twice, let's be honest. But let's say they lose, you know, three out of the four to the Vikings in Detroit, like that Detroit number we talked about. Some people are yeah, saying
1: three out of four. Three out of four, they're looking at. Yeah, if they're three out of four, they're looking at a wild card.
0: Yeah, so again, the Vikings Thank, number
1: thankfully for them, defense travels.
0: Not as big, but if the Vikings new regime works out very live to win the division. Like this very could live. be a fun three team race for this division. Honestly, like <laughs> I almost hope I green Bay underperforms like they, they still, they still have Aaron Rodgers and they still have like, we're, we're talking about their defense. Uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with you for the most part on that. Like defenses don't win championships, but an elite defense can make up for a lot of stuff. And it's not like the floor of this offense is the bears. Like the floor That's of this true. offense is still uh, above average to middle of the pack offense. So uh, um, an elite Speaking of middle can, of the pack offense. Can cover that up.
1: What was the, what was the, um, can you do the, um, uh, off the top of your head, the last year after Rogers signed a deal? Was, was it 2017?
0: It, I think it was six years ago, five or six
1: five or six years ago is the last time he signed a deal right yeah I think I feel like that offense with without a lot of weapons in the passing game maybe like very middle of the pack is that crazy this was like the end of the McCarthy era maybe Rogers got hurt that year but whatever the case was like I feel like you could find a lot of analogs in Rogers own past with Green Bay offenses that underachieved by a lot uh, even with an elite quarterback, that kind of make it look like, uh, you know, like that's that's probably where it lands for them, somewhere in the middle of the NFL. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, just on the defense, I mean, we're, again, doing a lot of presupposing because that's what we do this time of year, and we have to if we want to have any cognizant things to say. But this defense will be good, should be good, or has to be good. All of them.
1: I say there is like an 80% chance that this is a top 10 defense in the NFL.
0: Yeah, And the 20%
1: chance that they are not is because of injury or just something about the way that they're coordinated that we don't understand uh, brings, tears them apart. Um, this is going to be, this is, I, I think among all of the personnel groupings, and considering all of the schedules that these teams are facing if you are to pick who is the most likely to land in the top five the Packers are the first pick more than the Bills more than the I don't even know who else is in the conversation frankly besides the Bills and the Packers but that's I think the Packers are your first choice off the board if you are forced to figure out who is going to be a top five defense this year
0: yeah, I can. And again, these are so tough because you you end up with a cluster injury in the secondary, and all of a sudden it's like, well, everything else doesn't matter because we can't cover shit, and the pass rush isn't getting home. They kind of had that off, last year. Busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of had that last year, and injury. it
1: didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. They overcame it because they have really good depth.
0: <laughs> they did, an, and that that is a big part of when you start looking at edge cases. Is like, how does this not work? And you go to injuries. Like a, a thin, a fragile team. Like we, we really ragged on the Rams for not being deep, and then they added pieces and didn't get hurt, and it just worked didn't out matter. anyway. Yeah. Um, except Bob Woods, but it's uh, yeah, the depth kind of stepped up, and this defense was fine. So
1: no more it's... Kevin King to pick on.
0: Yeah, that was a wild, lot of wasn't it?
1: a lot of a lot of elite. You added two elite, big bodies from Georgia, to an already good front seven um there are god there are going to be some really good you get you have some really really good players that are entering their prime Rashawn gary entering his prime J.R. alexander entering his prime dude and then all the all of the associated pieces around them are like even if they take a step backwards they're above replacement level this is just a really 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 good defensive roster Joe Barry, fine coordinator. His scheme—he likes to run a lot of light boxes, but that makes it really, really tough for opposing quarterbacks to get comfortable playing against him. Like I can pretty much promise you, Kirk Cousins Week One is not going to look good. Tom Brady Week Three is not going to look good, and he's going to feed. They're going to feast on some bad quarterbacks on this schedule. Let's flip to that, unless you have any other thoughts on the personnel.
0: No, I, I don't think – yeah, there's not a lot to say other than if we – it kind of ties in with what if the offense isn't as good. It's still – it doesn't relegate this team to a, oh, shit, this team is bad. It relegates them to a worse place, which is that purgatory of being a wild card team, not getting a good draft pick, and not doing anything in the playoffs again. Because the defense, yeah. is good and it's good enough to keep them afloat. Like, it's a nice life preserver. So, yeah. if the offense does work, this is a team that will be reckoned with in the playoffs.
1: Uh, if I won't LeFleur, go that far. If will, I'm not going can, that far.
0: Yeah, if, if LeFleur can change his stripes all of a sudden, which I, I don't see. So it'll be a team that looks like a team that could be reckoned with in the playoffs. <laughs> until I love we that. Get, until we get that. to the playoffs. Okay.
1: <clears throat> So So,
0: schedule wise,
1: you you know what games really scare you on this schedule? There's two and they're at the end. You got to host the mighty Vikings and the mighty Lions. Two teams are going to come to your house in the winter and out physical you, out tough you because you're too soft.
0: Yeah, that Rams Miami section is uh, a little tricky. That's a nice one.
1: That's no that's nice no, that's, coming that's nice.
0: coming off a buy is nice, but then playing a high-end team stinks and yeah. you know granted you're you're still off your buy, but then having to go to Miami after that which Miami is maybe is you know we were heavy on Minnesota being a team we didn't really understand, but is Miami the biggest unknown that we're gonna deal with this year? Definitely. I think um, yeah, the, the number top, one, top three for sure. So. Number
1: one. Well, no, there's the Miami, tied oh, with
0: Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland too. too.
1: Cleveland's up there too. Yeah. Those are um, those are your big. Those are your big wild cards. Yeah.
0: And for sure. yeah, Femi brings it up. Going to South Beach. What if this team is yeah. not feeling good about where they're at? Maybe they're well, See, here's tied, the thing. Tied for the division lead, and they decide to go out that night. <laughs>
1: That's happened before. That happened with. Green Bay, this Green Bay Packers team two years ago, they went out to LA and just completely mailed it in against the Chargers. You remember that game? That was, that was a memorably poor performance for them. Um, So this is the thing. Because they end with the other two teams that they're competing for, the NFC North, and they're both being played in Lambeau, the market will never give up on this team. Never. Like, the like, like things are going to have to go so pear-shaped for you get to get a good price on the Packers to win the NFC North. I'm telling you, forget about it now. It's not happening. You're not ever going to see it. Is that a fair read, looking at this schedule?
0: Yeah, there is some noise in that market. Like, it's Green Bay, it's home, it's January. Two dome teams coming. Yeah. Like you're paying yeah. a premium where... You can probably just take both of those dogs. Sell like a points. point. Sell yeah. yeah, take both dogs. Yeah. Sell enough points to get to plus 110 and yep. if you and you just you're going to win 10% of your money back from I agree with or that. Or 5 5% of your two <laughs> stakes I guess so. Like you're going one and one against the spread best case there.
1: Right. I agree with that. Um but yeah, so I'm just saying like I don't think you realistically can expect to get an in season bet on the Packers to win the North at a good price. I definitely would not recommend betting it now, but we'll get to that in a second. But it's not like okay, the market's just going to hold on for dear life that the Packers are going to ultimately win this division, which I think means you can probably be patient on everybody else.
0: Frankly. It reminds me of the Dodgers West <laughs> yeah. here. Like,
1: yes, yes. When, when, so the Giants game win game the NLS. Off.
0: Great and call. I asked because th- at this point we knew people who had massive tickets. There were there were news stories from the Purdoms and of the world saying like and like I think Rex he hadn't gone to play up yet. He had some quotes about like how big of tickets they had uh, liabilities like three hundred to ones, a 1, thousand to one to win the division. Circa had some big tickets against him, and when we went to Vegas, it was you know that first week in. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think the season was over and we said like are you you getting buried by this we asked the bookmaker he's like no because like yeah we took one and it's worth a lot if the san francisco wins but like you can just hang the dodgers at whatever number and like 20 people are just gonna bet it every day like every day like people are just well it's the dodgers and they're the best team and they're gonna come back and win the division so he's like so you can you can keep the dodgers number where you need at at where you need it at, and you're just going to take action take action and uh, it builds up by volume and it's it'll even things out and at this point it doesn't matter if san francisco wins the division because we have so much dodgers liability at basically what he didn't say it out loud but sh- shitty-ish numbers so it's it's the same kind of thing where you know if the packers are behind that there's probably going to be value on the Vikings and lions to win the division, because at that point you're still going to be paying this Rogers Packers premium. Like, you know, if, if the true actual looking back hindsight is 2020 down the road, uh, impro- improbable, prob- improbability probability was like 50%. The Packers are going to be minus 170. You're, like, you're going to pay this a stupid premium on them. And it's, it's silly, but I mean, you're absolutely right.
1: So, other than the end where I think things could get interesting. The rest of this schedule is pretty dog shit. (laughs) This is pretty, pretty, pretty favorable, um, except for the travel and the rest. So it's almost like the NFL was like, we, you have easy opponents, but we're going to sequence them in a way that really tests you. Do you see what I'm saying? You have three, Out of four consecutive rest disadvantages with Washington, Buffalo, and Dallas, you have a long stretch where you are tested physically with the travel uh, schedule of a very, very uh, uh, tough uh, set of opponents, starting with a flight to London October 9th to play the Giants. You get the soft landing of the Jets at home the following week, but then you have at, 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 wash buff Deet. Which means wash buff deet. The deet spot is tricky. It's really tricky.
0: We've talked about this three times in here. It's a filthy spot. It's a filthy
1: spot. You're coming off of a Sunday night football game against the Bills, who are coming off of their bye. And now you have to go at Detroit and play a Sunday 1 p.m. game against a team that presumably is trying to prove that they belong in the discussion. Just. Filthy. <laughs> and then it doesn't get any better because then you get Dallas, Tennessee, then Philly the next three weeks. So that's that middle stretch there, yeah, that, not that necessarily quality opponents, but the way there's the way that they're yeah, sequenced is that's rough. Right too. Yeah, that's that's a rough, that's a rough, rough, rough rough run. Um, I think personally, uh there will be some opportunities to bet on the Packers early in the season. No, not necessarily the points, but maybe just fire on some unders or just fire on their opponent team total unders. Um, like the Packers, I think week three are going to make Tampa Bay's life absolutely miserable. Very excited for that game. Uh, very hopeful that you can catch Packers plus three and a half there. A lot of people are going to bring up, remember when the Packers went to Tampa early in the season two years ago and they got their freak, their teeth kicked in? Uh, a lot of people are going to bring up the Tom Brady performance in Lambeau the NFC Championship game two years ago. Um, but realistically, this Packers defense I think is rostered in a way to make a limited Tampa Bay offense early in the season absolutely miserable. Um, but yeah, a lot of unders looking pretty damn decent on this schedule, too. New yeah, England I think, Giants. I think it's Jets, an under-team. under 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 Washington is an underspot. A lot of underspots on this schedule. Without looking, Andy, without looking. What? What We already talked about Green Bay, Minnesota Week 1 being a beautiful teaser spot. Without looking, what is the total?
0: Minnesota Green Bay?
1: 47? Green Bay at Minnesota, 49. Really? Ooh. A bit
0: higher than I thought.
1: A little higher than I thought. Yeah, same.
0: Maybe another reason to like a teaser.
1: I think so too. Um, yeah, that's a nice little underspot. I agree. A lot of good ones. Wait, um, two is
0: that total? I'm kidding. I'm not doing that.
1: Nice over spot Green Bay versus Chicago for over sacks. <clears throat> that's yeah. probably where that's probably where the Rashawn Gary defensive player of the year campaign starts. Yeah. That that game.
0: I see don't think I didn't see that in the chat, guys. So Rashawn yeah. Gary, yeah. Rashawn Gary is, is very good. He's
1: very um, good. He looks to be he looks to be the beneficiary of Zadarius Smith moving on. He's gonna get a lot of those pass rushing opportunities. And uh, and he's a very good player in running into his peak. So yeah, fine being bullish on Gary.
0: Um odds. Here's some stuff I won't bet.
1: <laughs> if i had 12, to make one oh my bet. god i haven't looked at these recently
0: 12 to
1: 1 to win the super bowl is an yeah. absolute absurd number absurd uh, number
0: if i had to make one bet on here and oh I, I likely god. won't make a single bet on the green bay packers but if you said you have to place one bet on that board it would just be plus money under 10 and a half like uh, yeah oh yeah to, for sure Yeah, you know, just the defense if the offense really, really I don't, don't my playoffs
1: no at 3-1.
0: to one. Yeah, I was going to say, it's hunt around. If you can get like a 350, 4-1 on that, that is actually something that I, I just said I wasn't going to bet anything. But that is intriguing because under 10.5 probably puts you at a 50% probability to win no, uh, to not make the playoffs. So again, let's say we add 50 cents to that under 10 and a half to get it to nine and a half you're getting mm-hmm. plus give them 65 let's say you're getting two to one on this team to win nine or fewer games a team winning nine games to make the playoffs probably 10 percent or less i don't know maybe i'm a little a little bull or a little bearish on that but at that point i would rather have three three and a half to miss the playoffs
1: yeah, and so, an
0: alt under. So, I mean, miss the playoffs is an alt under, and Zelensky here says uh, plus three fifty on DraftKings. Like that might be your look if you, if you want an alt under, probably play that as well. Because essentially, what you're betting is you know under nine and a half. Eight. Yeah, seven
1: eight,
0: eight seven eight five six seven eight wins. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's not crazy. I think we did land on something.
1: I'm not going to bet it. I'm just saying. You know, blow pack blow. Um, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna get involved with this team this year.
0: No, it's uh, I don't think there's any reason to Mm -mm. tie money up for that long with uncertainty being such a big thing. And you know, what we're gonna see from this team, you got to really feel like you understand where a team's headed that year to make a bet. Like I did, I bet I did bet the Bears under that six to half finally just pulled trigger on it.
1: Good work, man. I am. I am just. I'm not excited about the Packers. I'm not excited to talk about them this year. I'm not excited to have to cover whatever nonsense Aaron Rodgers has going on. Like, I wish. I I think I'm ready for Aaron Rodgers to move on.
0: Yeah, out of the league or to a different team.
1: Well, I'm. Just, I mean, I guess I'm. I guess maybe. I'll be happy if they make the playoffs because presumably a spot will open up where we can figure out when to fade him. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being too tough on this offense. Maybe Rodgers uh, is a good enough quarterback that he transcends it like Tom Brady did with some pretty bad offensive rosters in New England. Who knows? But I just don't see the same player. I think Rodgers is a clear class below Tom Brady. Yeah, it's my opinion. Yeah,
0: if if truly, I think we will find out very quickly if his his really his motivation to play well the past two years was that contract, then yeah, Ly- your Lions and Vikings tickets are super live because uh, a quarterback who doesn't care might be a problem with a bunch of receivers who are barely there, and it might be the Lions' year. So plan of attack is no plan. I definitely think there's some uh, under spots. If we underwhelm with this offense and this defensive secondary and pass rush play well, I think that 49 with the Vikings is probably too high. And if we see other numbers like that against competent offenses that I think the Packers can stymie, I think they are a bit of an under team. Um, And then, yeah, this pass rush, like you joked around, player props. We don't get into that a lot, but – The the over sacks in that Bears game, you joked? Like, that's a fun one. Because, man, that's going to be a heyday for those. You want
1: to know another fun one that we stole from Will Brinson? Aaron Jones receiving props to the good. (laughs) Every week. Like, realistically, if Aaron Jones is the number one receiving target receptions and yards for this Packers team this season, it will surprise me. 0%. 0. 0.0. He is the best pass catcher on this team and I don't think it's especially close. The fact that he is a running back I think opens up value for him receiving yards re- receptions over. Am I being too crazy?
0: No. That's Who's the better pass part- catcher on this team? So, and when I was reading up on the Getsey, the guy who headed out for Chicago, yep. He was from Green Bay and talked about like why, you know, he oh, he's this big RPO guy. You just didn't see it because it's Aaron Rodgers. And the Aaron Rodgers offense runs a lot different. And Rodgers has these, you know, that's why he doesn't take a ton of sacks. It's because he he has this offense built around him with all these outlets. Quick things are happening. Like he he gets out of a play in a hurry if, you know, if he can, because he's smart, he's good. Like he's won two MVPs. I shouldn't have to say he's good, but you, you do see a lot of that little quick outlets like one, two, three, read the field. I'm not going to be able to get this deep guy open. We're going to get six yards instead. And I mean, that's why those RPOs are often a pass because a lot of times he's, you know, why run and get tackled when I'm easily going to hit my running back or a tight end here. So I don't hate it. That it's a big part of their offense.
1: Don't know much about the coordinator, Adam Stinovich, and what he's bringing to the table, but I do think that uh, Aaron Jones in the passing role is is pretty obvious. That one's pretty, pretty, pretty obvious. Aaron Stinovich,
0: um, Wes Phillips.
1: Adam Stinovich, Wes Phillips.
0: Something getsy, and then the Lions offensive coordinator is... Oh,
1: dude, four? we have a division with four. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, Canadian the who, sprinter. The, yeah, Canadian the sprinter. took
0: over. Yeah, we have four new offensive coordinators. Four new
1: offensive coordinators in one division. And Holy
0: shit. As of right now, only the Bears will have theirs calling the plays. There's Ooh. a chance that Johnson calls plays, but they said they haven't decided that in Detroit yet. They will make that decision this summer. But there's still a chance that old kneecaps will be calling plays, so. Four new like offensive it. coordinators, and at the end of the year, you might still not know the names of most of them. Because yep. when when you have like like Zimmer, name some of his defensive coordinators. You don't hear about them when Zimmer is the you know the <clears throat> mastermind behind the defense. The same thing goes with like Kevin O'Connell was kind of a, a name a lot, a lot of lot people hadn't heard of because you don't talk about the Kevin O'Connell offense. You talk about the Sean McVay offense. And, Truth, you know it's it'll be. It'll be interesting to see what we get from some of this. So, I I remember Kevin stint of stint of.
1: I remember Kevin O'Connell from his uh, his college days. You remember where he played?
0: San Jose State,
1: San Diego State. So close. Oh
0: God, I knew it. It was a yeah. It was a it was a so close. I went too far north. So close. Can't go any further. All
1: right. Well, let's
0: call it Packers. Enjoy. Yeah. Let's go. Nine
1: to eight. Yeah. Okay. That sounds fair to me. Um, and uh, the the eight losses is because the defense, the offense can't get to twenty points.
0: Yeah, defense held them to seventeen again, and the Packers yep. fall seventeen to three.
1: That's extreme. Uh, but yeah, you know, Packers hosting the Patriots. Mac Jones only attempted eleven passes, but somehow the Patriots won 15 fifteen to ten. <laughs> and covered, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, <clears throat> let's call it a pod. I'm excited two, for next week. Two pods, I think in the books. we're four. Actually, I, let's go. I don't want to say that we're right, already right. in regular season form, but it did feel like we got up to speed
0: real quick. So, yeah, this good is job not the you. first year we've done these guys. So, um, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things to help other people find these. If you leave me an Apple review, I will come to your house and pet your dog, kiss your babies, oh. whatever you want. Paul, like come play around golf with you. I love dog petting. Yeah, um, yeah leave an Apple review. Leave a review on wherever. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can turn the notifications off. It just I like to see those numbers go up, and I like to see the thumbs up on the YouTube stuff. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate the chat was on fire again today and uh we'll be back next week with uh i'm not even gonna tell you i'm I'm gonna let you guess i'm not telling you who we're doing